Greetings, everyone. A couple words of announcement before we get started with our worship today. The first is to let you know that in accord with the governor's latest announcement, both congregations have decided that we will not have any activities in worship at our churches on May 18th, with the exception being that if the governor would announce the places of worship for that, we will simply reevaluate that and try to get back into our place. Uh, but as of now, May 8th, if you hear any updates from the governor, uh, please then check our website to see if we have also... The second thing I want to let you know, uh, several people asked last week about some new names and prayers, uh, and this was my fault. In one way, I had not been including some of the people prayer at Bruno, uh, and I did add those back in. Some of those names were last week, people that we usually... Uh, and so they will be added there. The best way, if you're looking for specifics about those requests, would be to go site full names there, and you can get exactly the situation. I will... Speaking of that, uh, Randy Bridenstine, a member of his hospital, related to heart him and prayers I did not know of that the prayers service Bible study does continue online uh, we are studying the book of Titus and Wednesday a new part of that Bible study was up on the website and look at that it comments back either where you're watching the video or the next thing is that uh, newsletters have been produced this week again they're a little bit abbreviated from normal but if you would uh, like to get yours, uh, there'll be a little different procedure. But on this coming Monday, Monday May, there will be they will be out uh, on the front there and front doors, uh, and you'll be able to come by and was up really any time the clock come by and would like to. The other uh, way is that if you're not able to do that. We will then try to mail out. Um, so when you pick it up, there'll be a little sign up. You pick it up, put in there. So we, uh, at St. Paul's, we're going to mail. That's the question. And as always, if there are any need you know of, either you're personally or someone else in our congregation uh, or just myself. or one. At this time, then, we'll turn our hearts to worship. Hallelujah.
is risen, he is risen indeed. Alleluia. We order our worship today with divine service setting three. If you have a hymnal in your homes, that's on page 100. And in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. We take a moment of silence to reflect upon our need of God's almighty God, our maker and redeemer. We poor sinners confess unto you that we are by nature sinful and unclean, and that we have sinned against you by thought, word, and deed. Wherefore, we flee for refuge to your infinite mercy, seeking and imploring your grace for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. O most merciful God, who has given your only begotten Son to die for us, have mercy upon us, and for his sake grant us remission of all our sins, and by your Holy Spirit increase in us true knowledge of you and of your will and true obedience to your word, to the end that by your grace we may come to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, has had mercy upon us and has given his only Son to die for us and for his sake forgives us all of our sins. To those who believe on his name, he gives the power to become the children of God and has promised them his Holy Spirit. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Grant this, Lord, unto us all. Amen. Our introit for today comes to us from John chapter 10 and Psalm 90. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, and I lay down my life. For o come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I am the Good Shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, and I lay down my life. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. We sing together the hymn of praise, This is the Feast. This is the Feast.
The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us. Almighty God, merciful Father, since you have wakened from death the shepherd of your sheep, grant us your Holy Spirit, that when we hear the voice of our shepherd, we may know him who calls us each by name, and follow where he through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The first reading for the fourth Sunday in Easter is from Acts chapter. They devoted themselves to the apostles and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings, distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being. This is the word of the Lord. Our psalm for today is Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pasture. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The epistle is from 1 Peter chapter. This is a gracious thing. When mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. For what credit is it if when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure? This is a gracious thing in the sight of God. To this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. He suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you were like strange, but now have been returned to the shepherd and overseers of your soul. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, Lord, to whom shall we? You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him. For they do not know the voice of stranger. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus said to them again, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundant. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Christ. We confess the apostles. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, 
and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sin, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. risen indeed. Alleluia. The texts that call for our attention this Lord's Day are all of our texts that we read for today, but focusing in specifically on John chapter 10 and these words of Jesus. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Imagine one night that you fell asleep on the couch while you were watching television. I'm for sure for some of you that won't be too hard to imagine. But imagine then you woke up 
And when you woke up, there was an infomercial playing on the television. And imagine the very second you woke up, the pitchman there on television was telling you that he could give you an abundant life. You just took advantage of his offer. What would come to mind when you heard that phrase, abundant life? What would that man be promising to you? What would that look like in everyday life? What would it mean that you have access to? If we're honest, I suppose each of us have a pretty quick answer in our minds to that question. Though the specifics for every person would no doubt be quite different. For some, it might be a life where leisure is able to be enjoyed at any time with family. And for others, it might be such a level of career and financial success that one never has to worry again about finance. For others, it might be having easy access to the best of everything this world has to offer. Jesus was, of course, no pitchman, and his speeches should never be thought of as an infomercial. But he did say that he would give those who listened to him an abundant life. But surely he did not mean the kind of abundant life that you and I might think of when we hear the word abundant in life put together. For you must realize this, that for many of those who followed Jesus, and certainly for the apostles, they did not have a life of leisure, always surrounded by family and friends. They did not have access to everything that the world had to offer, and certainly not to the best of everything the world had to offer. And they didn't, most of them at least as far as we know, ever have enough money where they didn't think they needed to worry about it anymore. So either Jesus, the good shepherd, lied about providing an abundant life for his sheep, or the abundant life that he was promising is simply not what we think of when we hear that term. So if that second part is true, that the abundant life he is speaking about is not what we think of, well, then we must ask, what is the abundant life that Jesus won for us by laying down his life and then picking it back up again? What is the abundant life that he gave to you on the day of your baptism? What is the abundant life that is given to all of his sheep? Well, one description of this life is found in Psalm 23, our psalm for today. Psalm 23, while it is comforting, is not exactly a picture of abundance in the way that you and I would think of it, though. The shepherd leads his flock to needful things, but not necessarily to truly extravagant things. He leads them beside still waters and into pasture or green where they can eat. He provides them rest and protection. Maybe the only obvious sign of abundance is the talk of oil being poured over the head as the feast is. Even that's not necessarily way over the top. In fact, the last verse of that hymn might well summarize what the abundant life is that the good shepherd gives. David, the shepherd psalmist there says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What if the abundant life that Jesus has promised to you is simply to have God's goodness and mercy and to be able to dwell with his people in his house forever? Our reading from Acts sure seems to suggest that this was the abundant life. How is their life there together described? Well, they have the apostles' words, which they are dedicated to. They have fellowship with one another. They celebrate the Lord's Supper and they gather together to pray prayers. Because they share a heavenly Father, they recognize that they are family. And since they're family, they provide for one another especially when there is a need. There were some who were selling possession in order that someone else's need might 
met. They all ended up having the daily bread they in one way or another, and they gave thanks to God for it. Oh, there is a little touch of abundance there in Acts 2, of course. There were those signs and wonders that the apostles did, but the basics of their life were quite simple. And amazingly, though, that simple life that they had was abundant enough that other people wanted to share it. Those outside of the church actually wanted to become part of the church, to share in that life. And by God's grace, they were included. God preserved and enlarged his kingdom day by day. Much of the conversation in our world about the pandemic has shifted in this last week or so. Shifted from merely talk about the disease itself and its nature and its spread, to also talking about what our chosen responses to it means for everyone's well-being. Both of these topics, no doubt, are ones that people are very invested in, and they get very emotional when talking about. For after all, if there are two things we as humans value, it is our health and our wealth. What if the abundant life that Jesus spoke about is much more simple than having abundant health or wealth? What if it's not focused on those ideas like we are focused on them? What if the life that Jesus died and rose to give you consists mostly of these things? That you know the truth because you have the apostles' words, their teaching. That you have a spiritual family to share fellowship with and to pray with and to help provide for you in time of need. That you have access to the Lord's Supper and that you pray with your fellow believers. What if the abundant life is about having a father who has welcomed you into his family and provides for you there not the abundance of things you think you need, but an abundance of the things you need most? Or to go back into the language of Psalm 23 or John 10, what if it is about you having a good shepherd that leads you beside still waters and into green pasture, who allows you to dwell in his house forever, receiving his goodness and mercy? I know some of you, maybe many of you, are very concerned right now about the plans you had made for your future. Some of you are wondering, will you ever be able to get out of that apartment and be in a house of your own? Others of you are wondering whether you'll be able to take all those trips that your family had planned that you thought would be on the highlight reel of things you got to do on planet Earth. Others of you are wondering, will you be able to buy those things you plan to enjoy, to do those hobbies that you wanted to do, and you finally made it to retirement? As I said, in Psalm 23, there is a little talk of abundant feasting at the end. In Acts 2, there are those signs and those miracles done by the apostles. So I'm not here to tell you today that God won't grant you some of the most extravagant things in life you desire as well. But I am here to tell you that that is not the substance of the abundant life that you have been given. The life that he gives is possible. Even if the financial security we have become so accustomed to all crumbles away. Many of your brothers and sisters in the faith enjoy this abundant life in situations where you would consider them to live in abject poverty. So if you think that this life is all about the type of abundance that the pitch man might try to sell you on television to repent, you are not content with a place in the house of the Lord forever where you receive his goodness and mercy and share it together with his people. You need to repent. If you are not content with receiving your daily bread, what you need for your body and what you need for your soul every day, you need to repent. 
And let's be clear and honest. None of us, if we are going to be real, are content with those things on your average day. At least we're not content if that is all that we have. And so all of us need to repent. Our lack of contentment with those things shows that we do not understand the abundance that is present in those things. We do not understand that to have those things is not just to have some sort of meager life, but it is to have the very abundant life that Jesus earned through his death and resurrection. I'm saying to you today is this. If you have just those things, then you have an abundance that the unbelieving world can't even imagine happening. If they understood what we have, well, they would want it as well. So perhaps we better stop whining about what we don't have or what we might not have in the future and instead start telling people about the abundance of what we have right now. For God's goodness and mercy means that you don't need to try to justify your thoughts today about what real abundance looks like. Just confess that they are not in line with what Jesus talks about when he speaks about the abundant life. Yes, confess your sin. And you know what you'll receive, right? You guessed it. The abundant life that Jesus has promised. The abundance that he earned for you on the cross. That he earned by laying down his life there and then picking it back up. You confess is yours again this day. You are welcomed back into the flock, back into the family, where you receive God's goodness and his mercy forevermore. That is the abundant life you need, and that is the one you have in Amen. Then may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Bidden by our shepherd, let us come before his throne of grace in prayer on behalf of all people according to their need. Blessed shepherd, you establish your church with your sacrificial death and mighty resurrection. Grant us devotion that we may abide in the teaching of the apostles and honor the fellowship of your church. Guard us against all enemies of your word and keep us within the care of your flock and staff forevermore. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Mighty shepherd, you hold in your hands all the might of men and you hold accountable those who would govern your people. Grant to us good government and good leaders who will honor your purpose, protect your people, and serve the cause of justice. Give them wisdom in their pandemic response. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving shepherd, you love the world enough to shed your blood, and you desire that all would be saved and come to the knowledge of inspire and equip your church and her ministers to faithfully and boldly and bless all those who serve us on your behalf. Bless us especially when we are persecuted for the faith or suffer for the sake of the good that honors you and is obedient to your word. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful shepherd, your wounds are our healing and your voice calls us to you in time of need. Hear us on behalf of all of those who suffer. And we pray especially you to watch over those who are suffering cancer, including Pamela, Peggy, Larry, Tom, Elaine, Jody, Dorothy and John, as well as Deb. We pray also that you would continue to watch over Bev as she recuperates, recovers at home. We ask that you would watch over all those whom we now name in our hearts. Grant to each of them healing according to your will, grace to sustain them in the day of trouble, and hope of the new and everlasting life to come. Be with also the unemployed and the distraught and return them to health and livelihood. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious Shepherd, you seek out those who have fallen and you restore the sinner to repentance. Send forth your spirit to rekindle faith in the hearts of those who have fallen away from the truth or who have been overcome by temptation. Bring good from ill 
an increase in all the hunger for your word and a recognition of our need that many may be gathered into your flock when church doors again are opened wide. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Giving Shepherd, you have not withheld anything from us, but emptied yourself fully upon the cross that we might be saved. Move our hearts to such devotion and teach us such generosity that we may bring to you the tithes and offering of a grateful heart and serve our neighbor with the resources that you have given to us so abundant. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O great shepherd, we pray you to hear your sheep and answer our prayers with granting us those things profitable for us and our salvation and keeping from us all things harmful. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray together the Lord. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass. And lead us not into, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen.